Welcome back to the Daily Hype Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Pollard, and every week I am bringing you five episodes to help you up-level your life, grow your business, if that's for you, and see the world a little bit differently. We are so happy to have you here, so let's get this started, shall we? So we're off to the races. I guess I'll start. Hi, guys. It's Sam here. Uh, This is a little different of a podcast coming from my end. If you don't know who I am, hi, I'm Sam Valentine. I run the One Broke Actress podcast and several other podcasts. And uh, today I am here with one of my longtime friends, Ashley Pollard. Your turn. Hi, guys. I'm Ashley Pollard, the host of the Daily Hype podcast. Um, If you're listening to my end of the podcast, then it's great to hear you again or be around you again. I don't be in your ears, (laughs) but... (laughs) If you're new to me, then Sam and I, to your point, Sam, we have been very close friends for about 15 years, which is crazy to me. It's a long time. We are so close that we are in a group chat called The Sisters with all of our friends, which is so corny. And we take trips together and we talk all day with each other. So Sam and I have been friends for a long time. We lived together through college. And now she has her podcast, One Broke Actress, which we are having this podcast on both uh, this episode on both podcasts, which is kind of a cool little joint effort. Um, but she also is the podcast producer for my podcast, the daily hype podcast that we've actually grown to 90,000 listens in like a year. And Sam, your podcast is great. It's been on for how many years now? Six years, uh, four and a half. Yeah. Wild. That's a long time. It's a long time. And if you guys are listening to this and you're from my end of the street, um, I usually talk about actor things, but I think today is just as important because podcasting is a creative outlet. Ashley usually centers around like inspiration and business and I center around the actor world. So I think the creativity uh, and combination with the business world and side hustles and all of that really does come to a head in terms of content and podcast is a, is a very popular content channel that people are now utilizing. You know, with acting, with business, with you know, any sort of content creation, it's marketing, right? Mm -hmm. It's getting a message out there. It's getting new quote unquote acquisition, whether that is talent, whether that is business and having clients, you know, it's a really great, what we say in the business world, like top of funnel. It's a really great way for people to find you. And Mm -hmm. like anything, people want to work with people, right? Like, yeah, there's a brand behind things. Yeah, there's a business behind things. But what's great about the podcast is it lends a humanity aspect where you get to share maybe personal stories, maybe learnings and bring your voice into something that can be a little bit two dimensional in other aspects of Pinterest or, you know, Instagram. Instagram. Yeah. Right. A hundred percent. Ask actors ask me all the time, like, how do I get casting and reps to understand who I am? And I, I try to tell them how often we leave the human aspect out of things we create or send. And this is podcasts are a great way to do it. So today we're going to talk a little bit about what we have learned as podcasters and what we wish we knew in the beginning. Uh, We are, we've worked together in this business capacity now for a while and, uh, and almost a year, right? Yeah. I think it's been a year. Yeah. Around now would be a year. Uh, which is crazy. So it's cool because we both work in different ways, but work well together. And we've developed this podcast course together as well, but we wanted to make an easy in for people who were just curious too about us talking about podcasts and, you know, 
maybe you don't want to buy the course, but you just want to hear what we have to say. And uh, I think this is a good way to start. So Ashley Pollard, you are on your second podcast now. You started many moons ago with How to Adult, which was a fun yes. conversational podcast. I had one at the same time called Not According to Plan because we're the same person. It was also a conversational <laughs> podcast. Um, what What do you wish you knew before you started into this world of podcasting? Well, you know, what's funny is that when I, when I started how to adult, the world had come, it's completely different now in the world of podcasting than it was then. We didn't have things like Anchor or Libsyn where you could just like start a podcast and have it out in the world. There were so many other steps. We had to like put it on SoundCloud and get it approved by Apple. And it's like such an ordeal, but you know what I didn't really rely on was help. And I didn't think to Google a lot of the tips that I wish that I now had. I didn't think to look into ways that we could have optimized it or made better. And knowing what I know now, I look back at that podcast and I'm like, wow, we had such good content and we just like let it fall by the wayside because we weren't using all of these really great tips to make it better or to make it work better or whatever it could be. Um, so I do wish that I would have maybe not been as I know it all as I was when I was 24 and really take advantage of it because we had a gold mine, you know, without almost any work at all we had like 5,000 listens a week and at the time Amazing. I was like that's nothing or like oh my god everybody else is like so big now I look back and I'm like that is massive like <laughs> massive people still listen to this day I have blueberry analytics set up where I still get emails where it's like you have 14 listens this week and I'm like I have to take that podcast down anyway th the first thing that I would say is that I really wish that I would have took it seriously, we could have monetized it. We could have made it a business. We could have really gone after it in a bigger way. And yeah, granted, I love the podcast I have now, you know, no regrets. It's mm -hmm. just, I look back and I'm like, man, what low hanging fruit, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You were already doing the hard work. What was right. the hard, and what was the hardest part about getting it started? That first one? Well, we had, we were a duo, which I think adds a little bit of a layer to it of, organization and that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So what we did was whoever had, we did it in each other's apartments. We both lived in New York City, so she was in Brooklyn, I was in Queens. So one of us had to travel substantially in LA terms that would be like West Hollywood and like Venice or something. It's you know? far. So <laughs> it's far. And they don't look very far in New York, but it takes a while to get there. So, you know, what we, we made the deal that whoever travels doesn't do the work. So if she traveled that work, I would, or that week, I would do all the work, getting it set up and marketing it mm. and so on and so forth. So for us, it was kind of like who handles what, who does what and organizing each other's calendars. But, um, you know, I also think, you know, we did a lot right, which is kind of exciting. And one thing that I think that we did really well, this is kind of a funny story, is that when we first started, when we first started How to Adult, what it was is it was basically two women who look like they have their shit together, right? You have a, a comedy writer who is very successful in New York City and works with some really great names. Me, who works in the fashion industry for places like Prada and Rebecca Minkoff running around the city in her high heels and a corporate credit card, like having the time of her life, right? Yeah, it looks but, awesome in a montage. <laughs> exactly. A great montage too, right? It looks great on an Instagram feed. Totally. And um, as two best friends, we wanted to just kind of get on and talk about how bad we were at adulting, 
how bad we were at everything that people thought that we were probably great at. And so we made this rule. I don't know if I told you this. Maybe you didn't know this. We made a rule where we would not speak to each other. One of my best, closest friends, okay? We would not speak during the week. And then when we met up to record on Sundays, we would not talk until the mics turned on. And we were like, oh my God, I went on the worst date this week. Oh my gosh, it was so bad. I have to tell you about it. Or like, it was so fun to kind of just be intuitive in that manner. So I think that I will say, I know the question is what did we did poorly, but I do want to say, I think that we were really doing it well with our intuition, you know, yeah. really thinking about the content first. So what about your new podcast? Cause this was much more planned. It was much more structured. You had learned a lot. You started it about this time last year. Uh, I'm super curious because you had so much already in the tank to go for this one. If there is anything you feel like was very successful about the daily hype and also the same question, if there are things you wish you would have learned or done. Yeah. Um, absolutely. I mean, I'm very transparent about all of my mishaps along the way. And I'm open <laughs> about that. I, I saw the daily hype from the, from day one as being, three inspirational episodes a week, a business episode, and some sort of interview episode. That was always the plan. Technically, it was, or not three inspirational. One, two, three, four, five. Yeah, three inspirational. Um, there was going to be a fourth. There could still be a fourth. I don't have a plan for that. But originally, when I started, I knew I didn't want to take on all of it at once. So I started with just the inspirational episodes. The next quarter, I started the business episode. The next quarter, I started interview episodes. And I think one of the best things that I could have done was given myself the grace to evolve in a year's time, right? Instead of are people listening today? I knew I was writing a book basically, and I wanted someone to read the whole book instead of just the first page, you know? Mm -hmm. So at the beginning, I didn't really care if people were listening at all. I didn't expect people to listen. I marketed as if I had a huge audience. I took it very seriously from the beginning, but I didn't care. Like I didn't take it personally, mm, right? Mm -hmm. So started at the beginning just to create a backlog. I wanted a backlog more than I wanted the listeners. And now that I have a backlog, people can go nuts on the podcast. And you and I look at the analytics, we see it happening. You know, there's yeah. thousand plus people who have listened to the first episode, which proves that people go back and listen. So I, um, I'm really glad I gave myself a year to develop the podcast the way that I wanted to instead of like a week. I'm very much a do things at 50% and get it out there and then evolve along, along yeah. the way. That's something that I did well. Something I did poorly is I got, I stopped doing the thing that, that made it easy. So for me, being five minute episodes, being quick episodes, even if you had an hour long episode that you were doing this with, batching it was like the best thing that I could have done. I could mm -hmm. knock almost a month out in a day and a half, maybe a day, right? I could get all of my episodes done and sent to my podcast producer, Sam Valentine, right? <laughs> and it worked really well that way. And then life got hectic and I stopped prioritizing it and I didn't have a backlog anymore. And then it was like, racing to get tomorrow's outing mm -hmm. um what made it fun was the fact that i could be in the zone so hard one day two days a month or every two months or whatever it was 
and knock out content and then have that working for me in the background while I focus on other things. So I think what I did poorly and what I'm trying to do better this next round with the new season coming in August is to really have a backlog because it helps me on weeks that I don't want to show up because mentally I'm just not there or because I've had about a week or because I'm focused on something else or I'm busy or whatever it is. It's like, I still have it. So mm -hmm. I would say, I wish that I would have been better about batching it this past season. Mm. Personally. That's a, that's a great that's a great tip. I think batching is just so key. Also, as your podcast producer, I'm super into the batch. <laughs> You're like, get me my fucking episode. I don't super know if you have to believe that or not, but sure don't. Um, All yeah, my episodes like, no. get the E. <laughs> they get that big old, big old E. But I mean, the thing is, Sam, is that you are similar to me where you, to your point, you had two podcasts. Mm -hmm. And I'd be curious for on your end with that very first podcast that you did, similar to me, like what was it about that first podcast that you, what were some crazy things that you learned? What were some big things that you learned? What are some of those like starting out mishaps or wins like that you had in that first early round? Yeah, I I will never forget myself and Scott Flannery, my co-host. Uh, we would sit in the corner of my bedroom because there was blankets and a dog cage and it was all covered in like soft things. So it would absorb sound. We would record them into my phone. And I, it was just, it, it was just down and dirty. We got drunk one night and decided we should have a podcast because he was coming off of the amazing race. And I had just shot a movie in Paris and it was the time to go. And we just did it. And like you said, it was so fucking complicated to get it posted on a website. I barely knew how to edit. I, I did everything myself. I remember actually, I don't think I've ever told you this. You guys had a sound guy that you hired yeah. to work with you. And I was so jealous. And I was also super <laughs> intimidated. I was like, Ashley must know so much more about podcasting than me because she has a person. <laughs> so no, I knew less because I wasn't doing it. <laughs> <laughs> actually, that makes sense now that like you're in charge of like creating and I'm like doing the back end for you. Um, mm -hmm. But I do think it, it did help me that I just did it. If I would have thought too hard about this, um, I don't think I would have ever done it. I think our first podcast site was like pod collect bean collection, some, bean, yeah. some like shitty site. I mean, God bless them, but like whatever the site was where you uploaded and then you had to like submit your RSS feed to iTunes. And then I remember oh crying God. because I didn't have the right cords. Then I bought so many microphones and then I needed cords and then the cords didn't fit. And I took everything and I put it all in a bag and I took it to Sam Ash, which isn't far from me. And I dropped on the counter. I said, please make this all work. <laughs> Thank God. They're super kind. And they just made all the stuff I bought from Amazon work because they're nice people, but like, um, this is how you do it. Yeah. And they were like, also don't buy this stuff in this order. I was like, oh, this is why you go to stores first. Got it. Uh, so Sam Ash is great on sunset, but I think the, the fact that we just did it and figured it out was the best thing I've ever done because I thought you had to be a lot smarter than you do. <laughs> Right, 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 right. You don't have to be an audio engineer to have a podcast. I think that's a huge takeaway. Um, in terms of things I wish we would have done better for that first one, man, it, it's really easy to look back now and see holes where we could have batched recorded or we could have simplified our lives or we could have, you know, there was a time in which we had to do it every week because Scott had a, an episode come out of his show every week. So we would sit down and record yeah. it. 
So I do wish that we would have maybe had more of an organizational flow. I also, I was in charge of everything. So a few of times I went out of town, I left Scott with the podcast and God love him. It was messy. <laughs> he yeah, like, and asked me how to do things. I was like, oh, I didn't implement systems in which to like hand this off to someone. Got it, got yeah. it. It was so fun. I'm so glad I did it, but it taught me so much. And through doing that, I realized I can have conversations with people for the acting stuff, which is really what I wanted to do. So if that is something you're like with an eventual goal, you want to get somewhere, like you said, how you broke it up into quarters, I just broke it up into podcasts. So my first mm-hmm. one was just get it done. And then when One Broke Actress started, I, I did, <laughs> the thing I did wrong, I think was I really judged myself as a host for a long time. Mm. I hated the way I listened and the way I spoke. I didn't like how I would insert words and things like that. I had to really relearn to listen, but I also had to stop judging myself because of any way I spoke or any words I chose or anything like that. The content was so good and I know it's still good. Some of it is probably outdated in terms of like audition information and things like that because it's four or five years old, but I still believe that the content being so good outweighs any other nonsense. And we talk about that a lot in the course because uh-huh. it, it, it really, it really is the, the king of all Kings, right? Having good quality content consistently. And I was so judgmental of myself for so long. And then I did the worst thing ever, which was after having a podcast for multiple episodes of One Broke Actress, I started looking up other actor-driven podcasts that were like mine. And at the time there was like two or three, right? It was very small. And it was the worst thing I could have possibly done because I got upset because they either had tons of listens and tons of comments and I didn't think their content was good or I got jealous and it made me sound bitter or I absorbed what they were doing and I was like accidentally copying it even though I might not have been meaning to. And it's almost inevitable now, right? Because anybody who makes podcasts typically listens to a lot of podcasts and you're going to absorb some things. But I definitely was out there looking for quote unquote competitors. Competing for what? I don't know. (laughs) Because I can tell you all the ones I found back then, some of them are still going, not a lot, but the ones that still are, are great people. And I've since invited them all on my own podcast. You know, it's funny. I experienced the same thing, but I, I almost like saw it coming and I was like, I'm just going to nip this in the bud. And I unfollowed everybody on social media that had a podcast. Even if you were my favorite account, you were gone. Bye. Yeah. See ya. Because I was like, what's going to happen when they brag about something? And then I'm like, who do I think I am? You know, what am I doing? What am I thinking? And you know what's funny? A lot of people quit their podcasts. A lot of people. A lot of, you know how many people have podcasts? Most of them quit. Yep, <laughs> it's, yep. just, it's, just, it's just part of it. So the funny thing to your point, um, you know, something that I talk a lot about with my clients or in Square One Accelerator is a lot about like almost all the time, your competition and your collaboration opportunities are the exact same people, right? That is such a quote pull, Ashley Pollard. Thank you so much. (laughs) But it's, it's true, right? So for instance, there's a person in my space who is very similar to me. We do things probably a little bit differently, but at the end of the day, you're technically, I would say getting 
almost the same kind of answers, even mm-hmm. if they're through different lenses mm-hmm. and given in different capacities, maybe. But the thing is, is that sometimes people will come to me and it's just not the right fit. And guess what? I can send them to her, right? Yes. Sometimes people talk to both of us and they choose her. And at the end of the day, I still win, in my opinion, because she won, right? There are going to be times that people come to me in allowing that autonomy for the consumer of our content, for the consumer of our podcast, for clients, for whatever it is, to give them the autonomous opportunity to like find the person that they jive with is totally, honestly, freeing. Because then you can say, I'm just going to make the stuff for the people who want to be here. And you show up better. Your content is better. It's more magnetic. It's more exciting and it's not for everybody, but it's fun enough for everyone. And I, yeah. And I think it's important to highlight that at at some point in time, we run out of original ideas, right? There's a reason we have like four Jurassic Park movies. Now we've kind of hit a wall. You're not going to always be reinventing the wheel. You're going to be saying stuff that other people have said, but if people are choosing to listen to you and more will come over time, the more consistent and quality you do it then people are picking your package. So Mm -hmm. there are 7,000 bottles of face lotion I could pick up from the drugstore. Sometimes I just like this one brand. Maybe I like the founder, maybe I like the font, maybe I like the packaging or the smell, whatever it is, I'm picking that one, even though it's roughly the same as so many others, because that's the one I'm jiving with. And it can change companies can collaborate. I can rotate through different lotions, whatever it is. What a weird comparison to pick, but whatever. Um, and so well, I think like it's just, there's important. so many bread companies, you know, it's, yes. the same, it's like that meme that's floating around. It's like, how many bread companies are there? If you want a loaf of bread, how many bread loaves are there? So many, right. Maybe you it's want multi-grain. So Maybe you want a split top. You know, Maybe today you white bread. I want a sourdough. Right. We want to, maybe we want a rye, you know, maybe we're yes. going to go there. Maybe I want a pretzel bun. Like there, there is a, there's a lid for every pot and there is a voice for every piece of information. And you just might want a certain voice. So I think that's something if I could highlight kind of outside of what we've learned and bring it back to this is that the market is full, but saturation is not real because people are coming in and leaving every day. And there's never a point in which your voice doesn't matter. Totally. I, I cannot. Like, okay, that's it. That's the only thing you guys had heard, had to hear was Dan say that just now. That was it. That's the only thing that matters. You know, the thing is, is you're right. People come to you to hear your version of it, right? Yeah. How many places can people hear about acting things? But they like so you. Many. They know you. So they, they're like, can you just tell me? You yeah. know, I want to hear it from you. Um, you know, I, I actually just had a call today with Square One Accelerator, which is why I'm probably referencing them is because they're top of mind. But I mentioned to them that we were talking about email marketing, but it matters here is that at the beginning, it's going to feel like you're shouting into the void. You're going to be like, why am I doing this? Right. It's almost like you're putting $2 into a savings account. But the thing is, you put enough $2 in a savings account and maybe over time you start adding $4 a day instead of $2. Maybe over time you start adding $10 and you're going to look back in a year and say, I have $15,000. I have $10,000. Right. Yes. And at the beginning, you're going to say, okay, well, last week I had $2. Now this week I have $4. And then I've been doing this for five weeks. I only have $10, right? It's going to feel so minuscule, but it bubbles up over time. And then people have the opportunity to binge you and they get excited about the next thing you're going to talk about. And, you know, 
you aren't doing it for right now. You're going to have nobody at the beginning on your YouTube, on your Pinterest, on your Instagram, on your podcast specifically, Mm -hmm. right? And over time, you have a lot of people really interested in what you have to say because you're the one who didn't give up. You're the one consistent with your message. You were the one listening to what their questions were and delivering content based on that. I tell everybody on my Instagram, you guys ask me questions in the DMs, you're getting an Instagram post or you're getting a podcast episode because I'm here to answer anything you want. I know you're the same. Yep, same, totally same. Like I'm gonna use your, I'm gonna answer you in some capacity. Yeah, I mean, I'll answer you here, but also like we're gonna talk, we're all gonna talk about this. If If you have this question, other people have this question. I do think we should end on one question, which is out of all the sources of content that people can use, right? There's a 10,000 ways to get your message across these days. Why do we think that podcasting is a great area? I would say inflection because the way that you discuss things is how you attract, right? Like, let's say I said, email marketing is my favorite thing on the planet, right? I could say, email marketing is my favorite thing. Or I could say, email marketing is my favorite thing on the planet. And one of them is going to evoke emotion, right? One of them is going to be more dynamic or more fun to listen to or whatever it is. And, you know, I could type out a social media post, but you can't hear my voice in it unless you've heard my voice, mm-hmm. you know? So the fact that I can get me through it, um, I also think like you can tell when it's scripted and podcasts that work aren't scripted. So you get a little bit of like, how does this, how is this person in day-to-day life? Like, how do they talk? What are they like? Yes. You know, um, which I think is invaluable. What do you think though? I think all of those things and the fact that out of all of the content that is consumable these days, I think podcasting is the only one that you can consume passively. I think it's a very interesting point. I know you can pay for YouTube now and then you can have whatever, like listen to the videos instead of watch them if you turn off the screen of your phone, which is fine. But I think podcasting is the only free content available to everyone in which you can listen to while you're making your bed and then while you're walking your dogs and while you're making your coffee. And like you can just constantly consume and you can tap in, tap out. But out of all the things, you know, there's something really powerful about just having someone with you while you're making your bed. I think you can get more across sometimes because you're just simply asking them to listen, not to necessarily give back. And I think a lot of times, I know a ton of podcasts put their interviews on YouTube, uh, use the video for some reason, but I do think there's something really powerful in not putting people on the spot where they have to look a certain way. I think Mm -hmm. you really end up with people being their most authentic selves when they're not worried about a hand gesture or a face thing, or a, there's something really, really beautiful about it. I think podcasting is not going anywhere. There's a reason radio still exists. Mm-hmm. We love to listen to people's voices and it's, it's genuinely my, probably my favorite thing ever. It's definitely one of my favorite mediums. And what's funny is that a lot of people find my social from my podcast. Like they find my podcast first. Yes, we dive same. into this in the course. Yeah. We, we dive into this in the course, but there's a way that you can structure your podcast where it is so searchable and people will end up saying, Hey, I found your podcast because of the da, 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 da. Which and I thought like, it would ah. always be the opposite. I thought I would have to yeah. create this giant Instagram following and then I would eventually get it on the podcast. And it has been so not that way. 
Yep. Totally opposite, which is, isn't it hysterical? You're like, this is not what it's lovely because it makes it so much easier because by the time someone finds us, I already know they get my vibe, right? You're, if you listen to me talk for that long and you're choosing to now follow me on Instagram, you can handle a selfie because you get who I am. Exactly. You're (sighs) you're almost like excited about that second touch. Totally. Um, now, not to put you totally on the spot, but I feel like we should leave with a little bit of advice. So okay. people who are listening to this, if you're coming from my end, I just did a mini series called This Week On, the Daily Hype Podcast, because that's how people always start the podcast. And so what I would like to end this series with, and if you're coming from your, from Sam Valentine's end, yeah. um, you know that Sam always has the best advice. So what would be a quote or a piece of advice or you know one tip that you could leave with people if they are wanting to start a podcast or if they know that their podcast needs some judging if I could leave people with one simple piece of advice whether you've created podcasts or other content I think it's important to note that your creativity is innate and whether or not you think you have it you already do because you're a different human than anyone else in the world. And Mm. humans naturally create, whether it's a meal or a schedule or a picture or a film or something, we we are naturally creating things all of the time and your creation in the world matters in some capacity. Therefore, your voice automatically matters no matter how you're going to put it out into the world and podcasting is a beautiful way to just get started Mm -hmm. okay right back at you question you know as someone who asked the question it really would have been nice for me to have an answer yeah you really should have thought Um, that through (laughs) I mean I think the biggest takeaway for me is to realize that the only person who's going to be overanalyzing it is you we all listen to podcasts and we all have listen to podcasts. Yes. That person who stumbles over their words, we don't stop doing the dishes and say, are you fucking kidding me? You couldn't say the right words? Like, no, we don't notice it. You don't notice any of the imperfections that that person is probably laying in bed, losing it over. So the mm-hmm. thing is, is that all those reasons not to get started, people aren't going to listen. And, um, you know, it's going to be really messy at the beginning, right? Want it to be perfect. Perfect happens over a hundred episodes of doing it at 50%. And what I mean by that is that you do it in some capacity to get going. You know, there's a, there's a really great reference within the course about the only way to learn the trapeze is to do the trapeze. You can't learn how to do the trapeze by reading books about it. Because once you get up there, what do you do with your hands? Right. It's the same way with all these different creative outlets where you have to just do, right? You have to go do and and learn through that. But along the way, like pick up the tips, right? And, you know, which leads me to this thing that we have done together. And we did it because it, we did not do this because we were like, how can we make money? Like we did not do that. And I think that's one of my favorite parts about doing this project with you is that we were like, we found something that works. It works with you. Your podcast is doing phenomenally well. My podcast is doing very well for me, in my opinion, in my first year of mm. almost 100,000 listens in a year, which is great. It's amazing. And so what we did is we took every step of that journey, right? At the very beginning, what did we do right? This is how you, these are our tricks about 
naming it. This is the branding that we have. We also made all these different cover art examples. Like literally you just change the words and you have your cover art, which is phenomenal. Yeah. But I, oh my God. Through, I like walked my graphic designer's dogs for like six weeks. So she would make something, something for free for me. <laughs> <laughs> no, you didn't. Yes, I did. That's hysterical. I mean, we even get into like the business things. Like why would you like, who are you talking to? What is the demographic that you're speaking to? What length should you choose? And what are the pros and cons? How do you mm -hmm. set up an episode? We give you guys scripts, how to intro, how to do show notes, right? Um, all the way through editing and using content planners and inviting guests on. And um, there's even a section at the end about monetizing if you want to monetize your podcast later and you know dive into the analytics of it. But all of this is like, this worked for us, right? We want to make your life easier. We want to make this simple. We want to give you something that you can refer back to, to start your podcast, to get going, but also that you can refer back and take anything that you need at any given time. Cause it's truly just such a resource. Absolutely. And, and I'm sure, I'm sure you got the same thing I did, which is one of the reasons we talked to each other about doing this is because people kept asking us, can I have your help with my podcast? Can I get you a coffee? Can we talk about this? And there's so much more than I can cover in a coffee meeting and creating the course is by far one of the best ideas. People can get a true scope of what the work is, how to do it timely, how to make it consistent. I mean, it's just, I'm so excited to just send this to people instead of mm -hmm. making them buy me dinner. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. And it's, it's awesome too, because what we wanted to do is we wanted to make sure that it was accessible. And mm -hmm. we did so much research and it blew our minds that some of these podcast courses are a thousand dollars or something like, my Unnecessary. audience is going to spend that kind of money. You're, you know, no, nor should no. they, nor should no. they. Right. We wanted to make sure that this is something that is attainable, like more than anything. So we're so excited to have this. It's coming out um, soon and we'll keep you posted. Stay tuned to the end of the podcast. If you want to hear a little blip that will be only available for one time only. Yeah. Um, you guys listen to the end. This is important. Cause we will take the end out at one point. <laughs> yeah. Eventually it won't exist anymore. <laughs> yeah. Um, but all of that to say, we both are really excited. We, I mean, we put so much time and effort and work into this. I mean, hours and hours and hours <laughs> of this. I flew to LA for this guys. No, I know you've been spent, we've been spending a lot of time together. Are you sick of me yet? Shockingly? No, but we right. did live together for <laughs> years. years. So in our formative years when we were drinking too much alcohol. This so. is very similar to that. Yeah. Anyway, all of that to say, I hope you guys, you know, I know that a lot of you guys are really interested. I know that you guys want a podcast. You see the validity, you see how it helps your business or your career or your trajectory, or that it's really just a great creative outlet, whether you are doing it once a week or four times a week, whichever is best for you and, and you know, your workload, let's say. Mm -hmm. um, but Sam and I have had such an incredible working relationship that we wanted to make sure that we could give some of this to you because Sam, it has been an absolute blast working with one of my best friends. And right back at you. Oh, you guys, that's recorded for all time. Just in case we work together so long, we want to murder each other one day. <laughs> Coming soon. Why you should never work with you? But no, <laughs> that's the next one. <laughs> 
Oh my God. Okay. Clearly we could go on, but if you guys are listening to this very fresh, please keep listening because there'll be a little piece coming up for you with a little something, something extra. And, uh, if you guys are not already, please make sure you're following at one broke actress on Instagram and at a S H L I underscore P Ashley Pollard. Uh, on Instagram as well. Um, I think there's no lack of information between the two of us on anything creative. Great to be here with you guys. Thank you guys for tuning in to both the Daily High podcast and the One Broke Actors podcast. And we will see you guys next time. Talk to you soon. Okay, but before you go anywhere, we want to make sure that you get the opportunity to get this podcast course before anybody else at a massive discount. If you are listening to this right now, you have a discount that only is live for four days. That is a $100 discount. Sam, don't you think that everybody should be capitalizing on this incredible opportunity? I can think of so many things to do with $100. Like a hundred, I can think of a, of a hundred things to do with a hundred dollars and they are all on the dollar menu at McDonald's. Yeah. I have but, you been to the 99 cent store. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, if you guys are listening to this, this will only last, like I said, a couple days. The discount code is hit record 100. It will be available in the show notes of both of our podcasts. This will only be active for a few days. Get it while you can at $100 off. We're doing this for you. We want to make sure that you have this even more accessible, more at your fingertips. Go get it while you can at $100 off. Uh, the link is in both of our show notes so that you can go click through, get the podcast course, get your $100 discount, and then we will see you if you're top rated podcast in the future. Make sure to tag us when you launch. Right, Sam? Yes, guys. Save your money and tag us. Yay. <laughs> See you soon. And that's a wrap on the Daily Hype podcast for today. I hope that you enjoy this and I hope you come back for more. Thank you guys so much, by the way, for the reviews. That is so big for a podcast. And listen, if you're not reviewing, at least you're sharing this with your friends. You're telling me that you love this. You're putting this on Instagram. It means the world to me. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And we will see you next time.